I'm WFAE's David Borax, and this is R&D in the QC. Tarek Bakari and Larkin Eggleston, one Republican and one Democrat who bonded as first-term Charlotte City Council members. Somehow, they both got re-elected, and now we're stuck listening to another season of this amateur hour bullshit. In the first 82 episodes, they talked to a governor, a senator, presidential candidates, and even a journalist or two. Their goal again this season, bringing Charlotte listeners behind the scenes of the city council in one of America's fastest-growing cities. I won't be listening, but for some reason, you are. R&D in the QC, episode 104. We talk about last Monday's extended strategy session and everyone's favorite topic right now, council drama. That's right, folks. Episode 104, council drama, understatement of the year. Totally agree, Larkin. How are you? I am, I don't know, I'm just in a funk, man. I am too, dude. Like, and not just council. Wait, we're not allowed to talk about this, are we? Oh yeah, we're not allowed to complain. Yeah. No, I think it was we weren't allowed to complain about like people being mean to us. Now it's This depression. is actually just, this is yeah. like depression. And it's not because people are being mean to us, it's just because of like the world right now. It's But it's a depressing world, and ours is even more, I've described it as like a feeling of, I won't belittle the term PTSD, PTSD in that way because obviously that's very significant but I feel like it's a mild a mild case of like the last seven months and four months in particular are just have me in this mini depression funk man PTSD I mean uh, I'll preface with I don't know what I'm talking about good, good. but PTSD I feel like is more of like a an acute incident, oftentimes. Not, this is like a slow, you go through it, but chronic it, stress. That was that, so. That would be my depression. I feel like oh, overall, okay. what I'm saying is like the the last couple months, though, particularly was like this prolonged freaking insanity that just has me feeling shell shocked. And like ninety percent of news right now is bad news. We got to get get through this election. <laughs> That's the weird thing. Like, I don't know. So we're... Does it end? Three weeks from tomorrow is the election. And then, of course, there's... As far as... Is that true? Three weeks from Three weeks from tomorrow is election day. And and we should mention... It's not how podcasts work. Early... Early... uh, Yeah, so we're recording Monday night. So three weeks from Tuesday, depending on when you're listening. (laughs) Early voting in person starts on Thursday. uh, And there's lots of sites. So look that up on the Board of Elections website. Make sure you got a vote. I've been thinking about that too. Like, regardless of what happens, and then of course, even if Trump loses on election day, he's still president for another two months ish, two and a half months, uh, and there'll still be the the Supreme Court fight going on probably beyond election day, regardless of the outcome. I'm just not sure. No matter who wins, any up or down the ticket, I'm not sure anyone's going to be feeling that much better. I don't know if they'll feel better. The week better, after election day. But I feel like there are forces that will ratchet down no matter who wins that will bring us back towards a more sane world. I'll at least get less trash in the mail and less trash in my email every day. I guess. Um, so what's I, I am definitely looking forward to that being behind us. And we'll do, um, we have pledged to do an election episode before election day. We shall do three episodes. That seems unlikely. Uh, but we'll at least do one. So we're not going to get into the election stuff today other than to remind you that early voting starts this Thursday. 
Um, we'll a lot come. of endorsements out there that we can talk about. We have to do it. We have to do it. We definitely do. We do. In uh, fact, we have to do it next week. If in a normal year, like the past two years, election cycles uh, with our podcast, we would have had candidates on and things Any like that. Any close races you think we should we should potentially a, have a, a lot remote, of close races? Oh, remote oh. Uh, guest set. Um, you know, I think we could do District Five on County Commission. That's probably the most competitive seat, um, be- partly because it's an open seat. Um, is that the most Laura Meyer and Matthew Ridenour? I think so. Um, district six, the Ballantyne district for County commission is probably the second closest at large is set. The rest of them are set, you know, Jim Puckett, Elaine Powell. Well, anyway, that where well, that's getting into our election episode. True. We can talk about it. I think there's probably one or two close, um, Mecklenburg legislation, legislative delegation races, um, in the General Assembly, there's one or two close ones on Mecklenburg County Commission. Interesting endorsements there as well. On the legislative? Yeah, well, we, all right, now you've yeah, got me yeah, see? intrigued it's a rabbit hole. that I definitely want to have a, a, our um, episode on that this year. And then there's some uh, some statewide ones that are going to be very close that they probably don't have time to interview with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. Um, a week time. ago, we had an 11-hour extended strategy session where... Despite the fact that we got sidetracked pretty severely for like an hour towards the beginning, and we'll talk about that a little as we get to the main subject of tonight's meeting, um, we actually got a lot accomplished. Not so much that it should have taken 11 hours, but... Could have been about a 15-minute meeting, two <laughs> emails, and a conference call. <laughs> Probably a little more than that. But if you look at um, a lot of, more of the stuff we discussed around... COVID relief, uh, how to deploy CARES Act dollars. If you looked at the stuff where we are starting to, it's the work is starting to culminate uh, that we've been doing on reimagining the police um, and the policies that have, have moved already and are moving forward on that front. There actually was a lot of meat to that. Um, we shot ourselves in the foot with stuff that arguably is not as important for us to be spending an hour plus talking about. And I don't really think... And again, that's a self-inflicted wound, but I don't think that a lot of people realized a lot of the good stuff that was accomplished during that 11-hour meeting. What would you say that the takeaways from that extended, very extended all-day strategy session were? Is this a, is this like a, a, a tee-up, a rhetorical tee-up? Well, because, I mean, like you said, yeah. everything that anyone knows about was from the beginning of the Well, that's day why you got to tell them about the stuff they don't know about. I mean, the beginning and the end of the day were so brutal, I can barely remember all the stuff we did in the middle of the day. What, I mean, what, so let's see. We um, we talked a bit about le- legislative agenda items of spanning all kinds of stuff from housing to the uh, criminal justice reform. I mean, that's that's one material thing that is still in flight, but it was a snapshot for all of us in one room to kind of see what is a several-month process kind of all starting to funnel towards the funnel point of, of us having not just a document but a strategy. So I thought that was good. What else? Well, I think we'll have a chance to... And we, we talked about it on Monday, and some of these things are things that are coming before council two weeks from tonight, and that'll really sort of put a bow on all of this as one... Um, as sort of a package of changes as it relates to community safety. But... Um, and I don't work. It's hard to, to kind of remember what we talked about in which episodes or if we if we had a chance to. But, you know, just two weeks ago, the chief coming out and saying um, uh, no knock 
search warrants will be uh, no longer allowed with CMPD, nor will uh, the use of CS gas, more commonly referred to as tear gas. I don't recall whether that was after the last episode we recorded. I think it was, so maybe we haven't talked about that. Um, those are pretty significant changes on top of the fact that Campaign Zero now um, agrees with the fact that we have changed our policies in a way that aligns us completely with the Eight Can't Wait initiative, which makes us one out of, I believe, 10 cities in the top 100 cities in the country that are actually in full compliance with that. Um, you know, a big part of that has been not just the public pressure and the council pressure, though that obviously plays a big role, but the fact that Chief Jennings has been a very willing partner in that work. Um, so credit is due there. I think we have a department um, by and large that wants to be a part of, of working towards these solutions. And so anyway, I, I mean, it's, it is frustrating sometimes that, you know, some of the things that people call for, then when we actually do them, and maybe it's that we're not doing a good enough job of telling the story of the work that's actually being done. And again, some of it's self-inflicted wounds because we distract um, folks with, with silly stuff. But there has been a hell of a lot that's happened in the last four months on that front. And, and I think that, you know, it's been overshadowed by, by other things that I guess is what we'll spend the other half of this show talking about tonight. Let's not spend half a show. Well, you said it was going to be a 20 minute show and we're almost 10 minutes in. Let's see how this works. I think we can do it. Um, so anyway, we did do a, a significant amount of work last Monday, but that was not the headline. Um, Again, no one to blame but ourselves as a body, but we spent uh, a large portion of the early morning last Monday debating whether or not uh, one of our colleagues, Mr. Winston, could participate in this council meeting virtually. Um, every, seemingly everybody on council and leadership among staff was under the impression that every council member was gonna be in attendance in person on Monday and found out that morning Mr. Winston intended to be uh, dialed in on WebEx, as has been an option um, for the past couple of months. Um, there was a, a vote as to whether or not to allow that. Um, it ultimately was a tie. Uh, there was some confusion. He was not allowed to, to dial in on WebEx and just had to watch it on the live stream on Facebook like anyone in the public would. And then at lunchtime, I guess, the, the attorney determined that the mayor needed to break the tie she broke the tie in the direction of saying we will proceed as we have um, which is to say that only people in person can participate as council members anyone else would have to mr winston would it would need to view it um without the ability to vote or uh, chime in on whatever issues we were covering he did he was able to chime in and, and people were kind of following what he was saying on the facebook live stream that became sort of the story of the day which again given all of the important things we we're covering was was a shame um besides the fact that i'm pretty sure you agree with me that that was not the best way for us to use 60 or 90 minutes at the beginning of an 11 hour meeting what were your feelings on that well so i and i'll just speak from what i knew my perspective i had been in a chairs meeting or a smaller meeting with with braxton and the mayor and several others where we talked about how we were gonna handle the next couple weeks of meetings, this one included, I was under the impression that we all got on the same page and kind of had negotiated like, well, here's the importance of us meeting important in person. And on the other side, here are the critical elements of 
safety and, and health during the time of COVID. So we talked about, um, you know, where, where people could be in certain rooms, the types of, uh, you know, social distancing, mask wearing etiquette, all that stuff, right? And I was under the impression then, as then the next meeting and then the following meeting, which is this meeting we're talking about last week, that everyone was gonna be there in person. I thought we had come to that conclusion offline in smaller groups. Uh, I talked to, to Braxton later and after all of this, and he told me that he had told staff that he was, he for a while, that he wasn't coming. I don't know that I'd heard that from staff, but he said that. The mayor certainly said she didn't know. I didn't know. So I, to me, like, there's, there's one question, which is, should we do this or not, right? And I'm kind of a somewhat of a believer that we should be able to have remote meetings and things like that, given the nature of this job and how taxing it can be. But the other thing is- We'll clarify that. You, you think we should have remote, and again, we'll get to this in a minute, but you think we should have remote meetings because of the current health pandemic? No, I or, believe, I, so you got a point blank period. Point blank, that, that I believe that could and should be a capability under certain circumstances, right? But then- that Those was, certain circumstances being some sort of necessity for it. Right. Like not well, just not just any day and so any reason. Tark a year ago and before would have said, like, I think we should be able to do this. Maybe not Monday night council meetings, but committee meetings, you know, things like that where we all have different, you know, competing priorities throughout the week. We all physically always can't be here. We make time for it. So I think my mind has changed a little bit in the experience of us having actually done it in the last six months. But my broader... In the, in my, the direction of what? This is where I'm going. My broader first point is, like, this isn't something where we need to debate and vote with sects of people against each other during formal council sessions. It Like, the way this council used to operate in the good old days, like six months ago and beyond, was we all disagreed. It was drama, but, like... We'd figure stuff out, and that that's why a lot of people viewed, I, in my opinion, this body as the more sophisticated, more kind of high-level body of all the bodies in town, because unlike some of the others, like, we don't We didn't have our arguments every, on TV. All of our arguments weren't on TV, and all of a sudden, that's changed. And where the in the few instances where people are talking to each other, behind the scenes, offline, and I don't mean in a sketchy way, I just mean, like, Ask your questions or relay a couple of your feelings to your colleagues beforehand. That that's no longer happening. Or if it is, like people aren't on the same page or they're not telling all the things and they're waiting to unleash it behind the dais. And there have always been some instances of a small, very small minority of people that did that anyway. It just wasn't enough to to move the it needle. It wasn't as many people, and it wasn't as frequently. And now it's just happening all the time. Which then brings me kind of my second point, which is. That and that dynamic has totally devolved over the last six, seven months into this unmanageable, unprofessional environment where people are just playing politics all the time. At least that's what it feels like. So, like, Kent, in, in, in six plus months ago time frame, like, should remote meetings and digital capabilities have worked and did I believe in it fully? Yes, absolutely. In a devolved environment where I have seen this play out, where where people are no longer spending 
as much time doing the actual work as they are in in politically posturing and working to figure out how one subset can win in a topic over another like if that's going to be it yes i believe the way we 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 managed that we put a control on that before was a number of coherent people walking around and actually freaking like having conversations in person and being able to to uh, anticipate these things arising and and combat them so like I still am a big believer in the digital capabilities of this of this you know business world and that they have a place in government. I've just lost a lot of faith in like you know certain circumstances by which that just exacerbates the problem. So I I think that there if you go back to a year ago, there were a lot of meetings that we would be in the office as a council member. We would be meeting with staff in a conference room. I think a lot of that and and now I'm talking. So it is important to clarify that coming into tonight's meeting, so fast forward a little bit, there was a, I believe, unanimous agreement that we would continue through this pandemic to allow a virtual option for any council member who had health concerns and wanted to use a virtual option for any public meeting that we had, be that a committee meeting or a full council meeting. Um, So there is full agreement on that. That is not a point of contention anymore. I think a lot of the meetings we have with staff throughout the week, looking back at a year ago when things were quote unquote normal, that could be done virtually. I do think that there is an inherent difference to the effectiveness, uh, to the to the respect that is shown between colleagues, to the effectiveness of the work and the discussions that are had and done um, in being virtual versus being in person. I am in agreement that for the time being, anyone who has health concerns should be able to do that virtually. I do not believe that when we get to a point where, you know, the Mandy Cohens and the Gibby Harris's of the world, our public health leaders in this state and in this county are saying, you know, there is a vaccine, there is a low um, chance of very few cases, there's very little um, transmission. It is safe now to resume, resume normal life the way that we knew it in 2019. I think at that point we should get back to the way that we've done things in terms of meeting in person because I think this has proven there's a lot of factors that go into this. This might not be the only reason, but I think it is certainly a big part of the reason that we have been as dysfunctional as we've been. I think it has eroded trust between colleagues on council. I think you're it's you're unable to build relationships in the same way. You're unable to have the conversations or have those sort of debates and understand another person's point or or help them understand yours in advance of a meeting and we're doing all this on the fly on tv it's just sloppy but but hold on let's so let's break because i think that's a secondary issue that honestly we can answer that anytime later on but we have to answer the burning question which is the first issue right now which is like why is why have we devolved into such partisan not it's not, it's not even partisan. partisan. It's not partisan. It's let's just call it political, um, you know, warfare. Like so tonight, for example, the Hold mayor, on. the manager, right? They say, "All right, like let's not have another repeat of last week. Let's get everyone." Let's on the same rewind page. to finish last week, and then because it's the same exact, it's the same exact thing. Except last week we stumbled into it, and then the mayor and the manager prepared, but, and we'll come back because these two are connected. Then we jump back to that one, right? So. The mayor and manager and others prepared and said, okay, let's have the conversations offline in like the good old days and see what we can get everyone to agree on so we don't do it on public display in battles. 
the mayor pro tem took charge and as far as I can tell, had conversations with everyone and everyone was in agreement with, let's have the remote option and let's, you know, maybe it was a little vague as it relates to when that would end. So everyone and, said that. And maybe some confusion around whether it would include closed sessions or only open sessions. Would it include closed sessions? Uh, that Maybe there was confusion. And at what point would it end? Maybe there's confusion. But the point of the matter is that didn't evolve over an hour of conversation and debate. Out of the gate, Renee jumped on that within the first 30 seconds. Are you telling me that didn't come up one time in their conversation? Or was that a political warfare item? Because I would wage that it is. Please, maybe there's a counterpoint out there as to why. How, if you didn't think to say something in the offline conversations that were meant in good faith to find something you'd agree with, and you didn't bring that up, how did you figure out how to bring it up in the first 30 seconds of the conversation? I don't if there I don't know what the counterpoint is. Um, I obviously can't uh, pretend to know what anyone else is thinking or, or what their motivations are. I I do think that it was absolutely a good faith effort of the mayor pro tem, and God knows she probably yeah. wasted half her weekend. <laughs> she wasn't trying anything calls. devious. She no. was just trying not to have another S show. She was trying on to keep us from embarrassing ourselves, like again. we did last week, and, and like we did again today. Yeah, and I and so. To put a bow on last Monday, part of the everyone by now, and we're not going to belabor this because it's it's had certainly a, a full discussion already. Part of the reason that we ended up at Hattie's after our extended strategy session last Monday was because the mayor had called me on Saturday of last weekend and said, hey, I think it might be nice, especially given the fact that we haven't been able to spend any time together, the fact that you know there are these fractures in this you know, we haven't been able to build relationships, haven't been able to build trust. Why don't you think of a business um, that has been closed and for, for all this time that could use the support that we can all go to and you invite everybody to come out since we're all going to be, again, we thought we were all going to be at this meeting in person and all but one of us were, invite everybody to join us afterwards for a drink to kind of decompress and spend a little bit of time off the clock together, which I agreed was a great idea. Um, the, the invitation was extended to every member of council, um, as well as the, the city manager's office, the assistant city managers, all the top level staff there. Um, a handful of folks took me up on that invitation and joined us. A few others politely declined and said they couldn't for various reasons. Um, some I didn't hear back from. So that was the, that was the genesis of this idea of us to go out. Um, and the intention was not was twofold. It was to build rapport with our colleagues, um, which it ended up unfortunately. And I, again, I don't, I can't know what people's decisions to come or not come were based on, or what their motivations were based on. Um, it ended up just being the group of us who do often talk to each other, which was fine. I mean, we enjoy each other's company, but it it didn't actually bring what are viewed kind of as the different factions of council together the way that we sort of hoped it would. The other intention of that outing was to support a local business. Um, I think I'll, I'll just briefly say that no one went into that outing with any intention to make, to, to be disrespectful to a business, to the employees of a business, to the customers of a business. Um, 
and but clearly there was a feeling that we were um and i think that we're that we all regret that so you know miss the mark but regardless of the intentions i will say it was something that i i know the owner jackie not well but i know her uh, she and i had spoken the day before had coordinated this um I had let her know as our meeting went on and on and on Monday, three or four different times, you know, what I, a new estimated time of arrival was, um, it, you know, it's unfortunate it played out the way it did. And I'm sorry people felt disrespected, uh, or that we did anything that was disrespectful. Um, we, we had hoped to build some rapport with our, our colleagues, uh, that was not able to be accomplished. We hoped to support a business. I think we, kind of shot ourselves in the foot in that regard too. Um, Hattie's is a, is a great establishment and I highly recommend people go and, uh, and spend their money there. Jackie's, Jackie's a wonderful owner who is taking a lot of precautions uh, as it relates to COVID. And we certainly did not mean to look like we were not taking those seriously either. Um, we, <laughs> but we're still at the same place where we've got, it, it seems like we've got people in council who just don't trust each other. And, I, and tonight just rehat, just reopened those wounds all over again. So I, I, will, I agree with, with what you've said. I think that, one, um, it was clear to me that Hattie's definitely has um, really taken serious the protocols that are in place. That, that jumped out at me when we were there. And, um, and um, I, I hope that there is no um, repercussion that that's, that isn't the case because it just isn't. They, they were, they've taken it seriously. I also agree with you that it's just unfortunate. Like, you know, no good deed goes unpunished and you worked hard as did the mayor who had a good idea to, to make this something that could help unify us. And it just turned into something that is the opposite of what the intent was, supporting a small business, you know, at, at getting the colleagues together that are just in this, political warfare mode, all of these things. Um, you know, I will say that um, anyone who's been out there and had a long day with your colleagues and and the stakes are high and you've been in 11 straight hours of meetings, like, you know, it's you, you, it's good to get together and, and, um, and to have something to talk about other than the 11 hours of straight business and, and politics that you just went through. Um, but I, I, I just got to say, like, there was there was not a single publication um, that that covered this story that wasn't riddled with inaccuracies and falsities relating to me. And I just, you know, do I share a common trend that you have, which is we like to make jokes and we are truly, honestly kind of, you know, we mean it in good fun. We're, we're, we're more messing with each other than anyone else. We don't, and does everyone always interpret that the right way? Absolutely not. Do I need to stop doing that as much as I do? Yes, talk to my wife. Like she will tell you that, you know that. Like I am I am the worst at that. I'm the absolute worst. But I don't mean it to be at, at the expense of someone else. I mean it because either I think it's funny and maybe 1% of humanity understands my humor or I was attempting to be funny and it wasn't. But I say all that with like an honest, and I, and I said this right away and I meant it, an honest, like if someone heard a random joke or something 
and they misinterpret it that I was directing at you, I, I absolutely didn't mean you to feel bad or offended by any of that. But then I will put the asterisk next to that and say every single thing that was reported were not things that came out of my mouth. They were not things I said. They were not, they were not, um, um, it, it was just, to me, it's like, what's happening when, one, when I get cited on so many falsities like that, but two, is that a story? I mean, is this TMZ? What exactly is happening that would present that a story? Because I know personally, when I was not sitting down, if there were 45 seconds I didn't have my mask on, anytime I was standing up walking around, like that would be a surprising over-under for me. So I, I just want to say like... Well, despite the fact that the lead picture on every one of those stories was me standing up without a mask on, which juxtaposed to the sign that I, I admittedly didn't see, but undoubtedly it was there, that said, please wear your mask while standing, obviously does make for a pretty good... Um, you know, photo at my expense. But then later on in multiple reports, it was admitted that anytime I was moving around outside, I had my mask on and anytime I walked inside, I had my mask on. And so I, you know, the, I didn't mean to get us into this point of like defending. I, I we, shut we up are, and didn't even respond to it because this story didn't deserve my response to be quite honest. And now I've got my blood pressure back up again. Well, calm down. And, you know, we, I, we, we are fair game for criticism. At the same time... Not when it's not true. Details matter. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, it should we get as, as sensitive as we get about criticism? No. But also, you know, people can't get sensitive when we correct things that are important details that are just kind of black and white misreported. And so um, it is what it is. I've spoken with, um, I've spoken with Jackie... Um, you know, she was gracious about it in my conversation with her. Um, and again, certainly no hard feelings on our part, hopefully none on, on hers. Um, I think we've, we've, we've put enough time into that Yeah. tonight. Uh, this all rolled over into another week's worth of, and, and I will say, I actually do. And I, I think you'll agree. I do think part of the reason that that story that might or might not have actually been a news story in other circumstances caught fire was it also seemed juxtaposed against the decision that was made by a majority of council to not allow uh, Braxton to participate in last Monday's meeting virtually based on his statement of his health concerns that then for us to, and I, I say us collectively, I, I didn't vote in that way, but I, but as a body to say he couldn't participate because of his health concerns or whatever. And then for us to be out and there to be implications that we were not taking seriously health protocols. Um, I think that actually added fuel to that, the fire of that story. So, so Julie Isolt, Mayor Pro Tem spends what I can only imagine is a, a significant number of hours uh, over the past two days this weekend, calling and talking to council members, essentially trying to do what we should be doing on most things all all year which is kind of figure out where everybody stands before we get to the meeting so we're not hashing this out from scratch in a meeting i felt the worst for her in that whole process because she wasted knew, all the time i knew she i i know how she operates and when she goes out to do something like that she probably invested a ton of time into trying to get it there make everybody it just, happy it didn't just explode because we in my back to my opinion because we an angle was forgotten or a new thing popped up in conversation. I just honestly think it wasn't said and it was saved and it was ambushed. 
And let me tell you, we got a track record of that over the last six months. So she comes in feeling, rightfully so, feeling good about the fact that everybody's in agreement. During this pandemic, if you've got concerns, you have a virtual option. No one's going to force anybody to come in here. No one's going to you know, assume they know what someone's personal health circumstances are or the health circumstances of their family members or whatever. No pressure. If you want to be at home for our public meetings, so be it. Until, you know, for the foreseeable future, until this pandemic is, is actually behind us, uh, which could be some time. So she comes in, we say that, and everybody's kind of like, all right, good. We've we've put that to bed. The, the thing that we thought, you know, that was such a distraction last week, um, dominated a lot of the coverage of last Monday's meeting, we're on the same page, like, hey, look at us agreeing. And then as we are moving to the next agenda item, um, there, there is suddenly a, a well, wait a minute, I've, I've got another question. And the ask is, and again, there was a lot of confusion around this. So as best I understood it, the ask is, a couple of a couple of significant modifications to that agreement that we all had one and i think there's a valid point and counterpoint to to this one is should people allow to be able to participate in a closed session via webex or not because the way that that julie had put it forward and everyone had agreed on was any of our public meetings but not for closed sessions as i understand it there was actually an allowance considered that for closed sessions, if a council member wanted to be in their individual office that we each have here at the government center, um, that that would be permissible as opposed to being in the room with everybody else. Regardless, um, Renee felt like that should be an option for people to do that from home. My objection to that, and again, I think there's valid points on both sides of this, but my objection to that is all of us have other people in our homes. Those people are not elected members of the Charlotte City Council. There are things we talk about that are highly sensitive that I don't go home and talk about. And I assume you don't go home and talk about. And I I think there is a significant difference between something that is being broadcast on television and someone being able to participate and vote in that circumstance versus highly sensitive information um, that is supposed to just be for them as the elected representative on council. Um, you could argue either way. I think the bigger one that people got got concerned about was the idea that this is no longer tied to a public health official declaring us to be in a state of emergency in a health pandemic during, you know, in the, in the coronavirus COVID situation, which was obviously why this started that we were able to do WebEx at all, but that this be indefinite. And, and that to me was, that was the absolute deal breaker for me and why I voted no on it. But we spent, what I can only assume was it was definitely over 60 minutes. It might've been 90 minutes talking about the nuances of that and whether or not we either a have the legal authority under state law to even make these, some of these decisions that I think we made tonight. Um, B whether it was in order based on the fact that there was nothing on our agenda about us taking a vote to change policy um, and see the merits of those changes, which suddenly went from the mayor pro tem spending all weekend getting everybody on the same page to, you know, back to our normal of late, a, a divided vote right down the middle. Man, I just, I'm just sitting here reliving all that in my head. I, it's hard. It's and I was hard getting texts from people this. watching that just said like, 
I feel bad. I got one that said, I feel sorry for y'all. Like, I don't know how long I can keep doing this. It's just, it's, it's gotten beyond ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I, Uh, uh, I used to look at other, I used to look at other elected bodies and kind of like chuckle at like, Yes. How how ineffective they I used to seem. make statements like I and would now we're be, that body. I you couldn't pay me money to be on X body after I would watch them like And now we're that body. It, exactly. And it's so sad. It's so sad. And so put aside my kind of I believe that we we have broken the law tonight. And it's pretty simple. The governor in his mandate an executive order then, as we had to go back and clarify during this time, the phases, all that stuff, special time, right? We're, we were able to meet like this, even in closed session and things like that, because they put out this very special wording and ability, which is why we have to do those. If you've watched, you know, the annoying, like, where the mayor's like, all in favor. She's like, oh, roll call. Targ. Yes. Yeah, like, that is not a thing that existed before this. It's not a thing that will exist after this. It was a thing that was granted by the the governor and his order during this time. Yeah, I think the legislature, so that we can, or the le- some somebody put this State in government. place, so that we could during this this uh, this crisis we could we could meet, and it calls for special protocols. So we have not just codified that so that in, while this exists and lasts, we'll continue to do it. We've said. Forever. indefinitely forever, forever and, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's medical health related or you're just tired and don't want to come in anyone can attend via link and maybe tark ancient tark from you know ye old six months ago would have said yeah we should do that i'm not saying that anymore because i've seen this body and how it operates and how things get even worse uh, and and that goes back to the broader point forget about why it's why it's potentially illegal, and why I think our attorney is going to have some splaining to do when he goes back and has somebody, well, uh, you know, walking through this. I stuff. think illegal would imply we're going to be in trouble. I just think we've potentially exceeded our authority, we, and they're they're going to say you is can't being do that. in contradiction with your yeah. your state constitution. I don't think the city is going to get fined or anything. They're just going to say, yeah, you can't do that. It, then my term of legal versus illegal is is well, accurate. But I think the bro- my broader point is it's not even that. It's a, yet another example, week over week, of people who aren't, they're not, just, they're not just unable to have conversations about what it is they want to achieve with a broader body to get there. They are unwilling to do it. They are unwilling and they actually save up things they have and concerns they have for, for public theater and political warfare when we're all there. And honestly, that is something I did not sign up for. In fact, this was the only body over 15 years, or actually almost 20 years of being involved in the city, I ever had aspirations to be on because this was the one body that didn't do that. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for all of the things, and and I, I would say this if she were sitting here, of all of the things that, you know, Luana might say that I disagreed with over the two years that we served together, if if we walked in on a Monday night and she she would have told, you know, she'd have said, "Here's where I'm at," and it didn't matter whether you agree with it or not. You could you could pretty much take it to the bank. Um, I miss her. 
She, I do. I, I do. I do I, genuinely. I miss legitimately her. miss her. I, I, I love Luana, and I actually we certainly didn't agree all that often. But that doesn't even matter. Like it I wasn't. It wasn't this. I don't care whether. This. I don't necessarily care whether I agree with someone or not. Like, yeah. Just you and I just disagree be, all the time. Be straight up, and like Luana, for whatever you think about Luana, good, bad, or otherwise, Luana was a straight shooter, and if Julie had called her, you know, on Sunday. She'd have said, here's what I'm for, here's what I'm not for, and she'd have laid her cards on the table. And and there is a value to that. Phipps, I miss you. <laughs> Phipps, I know you don't listen to podcasts, but somebody write on a piece of paper and mail it to Phipps that I miss him, please. I don't think he misses us. Um, in <laughs> wow. fact, I texted him a couple weeks ago and I said, don't you wish you were still here? And I Justin, <laughs> miss you. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked to Justin still. Uh, well, I've talked to all three of them some. But all three, I mean, you you could, you know where you stood walking in, into the meeting, and and that's really more important, I think, than people realize. It's it's not that oh everyone has to get in line with whatever you know the mayor's opinion is, or the majority opinion is, or the what or the Democrat opinion is. It's just like let's be open and honest with each other, and have those discussions offline so we don't look like idiots online, and let's let's put our cards on the table and say, here's what I believe. Here's why I believe it. And I hope you'll agree with me. And if you don't, I'll listen to your reasoning. And that is only happening in small groups right now. Um, in a way that we didn't have. Everything's devolved into political I mean, even, warfare. There's look, no simpler take, way to say take it. Our, take our ugliest fight of our first term, the RNC. We, how many hours did we all collectively spend on the phone with each other having those discussions? We all knew where everybody stood walking into that meeting. And it was, it was contentious. Well, it was contentious, but not even other than a few isolated incident instances. It wasn't that contentious among council. Everybody, you know what the difference everybody is? knew where everybody stood. If we're speaking bluntly and honestly to each other, you want to know what the difference is? The number of people that were playing political warfare at the time. That, that I cannot be more simple than and, that and actually, statement. And actually, that is the difference between now and then. And on, and and honestly, Luana is again the perfect example because I don't count her in that. We knew where. Exactly. No, no, no. I'm saying yeah. we knew exactly, exactly where Luana stood. We knew exactly yeah. why she stood there, and we respected the decision that she was making and the vote that she was taking. And there was no question about. It's not about agreeing with yeah. the topic or disagreeing with it. It's not about fighting super hard for you to win in your perspective it's how you go about doing it and do you do it within the process or do you do you purposely with intent try to circumvent everyone else and, the and make it a, just a showdown talk about it in advance and and be yeah and let everybody i don't know it's it's just about not 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 coming into a meeting with the with a plan of surprising people like it's not effective it doesn't build trust it erodes trust and so you know if if Lawana and Ed Driggs as they often did were on completely opposite sides of the issue they also knew where the other one stood when they walked into the meeting and that's why they had a very you know I don't know how many people knew this but like Lawana and Ed actually had a very good relationship with each other and it's it's about trust. It's not about agreeing with each other. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We've got uh, the collective. We have a lot of work to do. And I, you know, I don't know how you do it because I, 
if Julie's going to spend all week, I think you have to do a lot of it in person. And I don't know when we'll be able to do that safely. Um, because it's what Julie spent all week in trying to do. And, and kind of her role as the mayor pro tem is almost sort of a, in a legislative body is almost like a whip. Um, where she tried to get as many people as possible on as much of the same page as possible. She came in tonight thinking that she had accomplished that based on the conversation she'd had with everybody. And, and clearly um, there had been things left out of those conversations. So I, I don't know what you'd do to fix it. Um, especially when you can't be together in person. So that, that's a hopeful note to end on. Um well, you, I, I was incorrect. We could not do a 20-minute episode. <laughs> Did a 40-minute episode. Mm. Um, so, the uh, the punchline is, we are still fairly dysfunctional right now, and we've got a lot of work to do to fix that. I don't see, I, I just don't see how we get out of this. I honestly don't. Every week, I mean, this was the most, um, uh, you know, simple innocent agenda you will ever find i mean i literally said to my (laughs) wife i said famous last words but there's nothing on this agenda that should go sideways wait till we and i actually believe and i actually believed it again i I genuinely looked at this agenda and thought this is open and shut this has just been an unmitigated disaster and i even am skeptical now even when i think i think that and tonight i convinced myself it really was well uh if you guys have uh, have any solutions for us, please email Larkin directly. Any any team building psychology experts out there? We, we've already uh, we won't be going to any bars, so that, that don't even submit that to us. If you have any other ideas, I think trust falls. Can you do trust falls via Zoom? <laughs> they hurt, but you can do them. All right, so we got trust falls via Zoom. Um, potluck, remote potluck dinners. <laughs> Everybody cooks their own dinner and Everyone eats it. Everyone <laughs> eats it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm telling you, we could uh, we could do a lot. So we've got a lot of topics to talk about uh, in the next couple weeks. Obviously, the election uh, is coming up. Perhaps that will end all of our misery. Perhaps it won't. Um, uh, I'm got- certain it's not going to end all of our misery, no matter what happens. We do have a we do have some interesting rezonings coming up. So maybe let's let's pledge now. Uh, we, we did this last time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's pledge again, though. Sometime next week, mm. we do, well, even if it's not the night of, we do a, a rezoning recap because I think there's some doozies. Yeah. And then the week of the 26th, um, which is my birthday, in case you want to get me anything. Oh, hey. Um, what do you want this year? To not be in a council meeting on my birthday. but uh, That's, at, It's on a Monday? Yeah. Oh. I'm SOL there. But that week, we do, uh, we do our election episode. And we'll brainstorm between now and then. I think we we pick one race to highlight and have both candidates on, mm. and I like it. maybe two if mm-hmm. we find if yeah. we think of two that we really feel strongly about. And um, any and we, candidates that there listen, is a lot, so I would highly email Larkin. <laughs> I would highly encourage people to start looking at their sample ballots because this thing is long. Um, bonds, it's judges, too, county, though. state, federal. It's bound to get the friction on. <laughs> <laughs> No better way to end than that. So that was episode 104. Uh, as usual, like, rate, share, do whatever you can do to help spread the word about R&D and the QC. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll talk to you sometime next week. Later!